This is The Guardian. I'm Jane Lee, coming to you from Wurundjeri Land, and this is The Full Story. For 40 years, Guardian Australia's rural and regional editor, Gabrielle Chan, has heard many proposals for the future of Australia's trains. So I began my career as a journalist in 1984, and ever since I can remember, governments have been talking about fast trains, very fast trains, medium trains, bullet trains. But Australia continues to wait for a high-speed train line. Recently, Gabby saw firsthand just how dysfunctional the rail network can be when she found herself waiting for a train that never arrived. Today, Gabby's adventure and the state of Australia's rail network. It's Thursday, the 5th of October. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Recently, I had to catch a train to Melbourne. And I decided to catch the train because I find driving and parking in big cities quite stressful. And so I thought, I'll get the train from my little old town in Harden, which is halfway down the Sydney to Melbourne line, and I can go, you know, from my town right into the centre of Melbourne. And I love trains because you can actually be quite productive on a train when you're not having to drive and get your computer out and do some work. So I was quite looking forward to the journey. So I got to the train station nice and early. I was early because I've developed this kind of over 50s anxiety about being on time, like my grandparents used to have and I used to make fun of them. And now that's me. So there I was 20 minutes early at about the 10 minute before the train mark. Good afternoon, customers. Your next service to depart from platform one. There was an announcement came over the platform that said, you know, the train to Melbourne will be coming through in 10 minutes. And I thought, oh, yay, it's on time. And always remember to touch on your mic at the start of your journey. And then kind of probably 10 minutes after it was supposed to come through, I got this really weird call. And this guy said to me, are you Gabriel Chan? And I said, yes. And he said, are you waiting for a train on Harden Station? And I said, yes. And he said, I'm sorry, but the train went half an hour early. 
And I went, what? How does that work? Like I checked the website. There were no amendments to the timetable. What do you mean the train went early? And he said, yeah, I'm sorry. It was just a timetable amendment. And obviously you weren't told. And I looked down the platform and there was another woman waiting. And I thought, she's on the phone. She actually has no idea what's unfolding here. (laughs) She was just waiting for the train as well. And so the railway man, which is what I'll call him, started throwing options at me. Anyway, a couple of phone calls of arranging happened. And then he said to me, we're going to organise a cab for you. And I went, oh, great. Where am I going? Am I catching up with the train or something? And he said, no, I think you'll have to go all the way to Melbourne. At which point my jaw just dropped. That's a long way to travel by cab. Well, I said, are you talking about on the metre? And he said, yeah, 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 on the metre. And obviously we'll cover it because, you know, he essentially implied it it was, you know, a, an issue with the train service. And I said, but that's like a six-and-a-half-hour journey. It's kind of nearly 600 k's. So I said, are you sure? It sort of seems a bit mad. And he said, well, we've got no other way of getting you there in line with what you have to do. So he called me a cab. And so what happened next? You're in the cab all the way to Melbourne. Yeah, so the the cabbie turned up. He was from Cootamundra, which is about 40 minutes away from my little town. My town's about 2,000 people, so there's not a cab service there. Mm. So the other woman on the platform that was waiting for the same train, she was uh, ticketed to go to Wodonga, which is about three hours down the southern XPT train line. So she piled into the cab as well. And uh, yeah, we sort of loaded our gear into the cab and basically settled in for the long drive. Um, and before too long, we were barreling down the Hume Highway at 110 k's. I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen a cab meter going at 110 k's, but it's kind of like spinning like a poker machine dial, um, just goes round and round. And yeah, started chatting, making small talk, you know, asked us both why we were going to Melbourne or my companion was going to Wodonga, started asking us kind of random questions like, do you have any hobbies? Like what's the best job you've ever done? What's the worst job you've ever done? You know, like you can imagine six and a half hours of small talk, right? Mm. And that's what we did. When you're rolling on into Melbourne, what was the damage? The damage was $2,096.32. Wow. New South Wales train link, picked up the tab. I am pathetically grateful and (laughs) quite uneasy about it. But it was like being caught in a rip, you know, like each decision was made one after the other and before you know it you're in the back of a cab because I didn't have my car at the station and I thought I've got a train trip back from Melbourne to 
my hometown. So, you know, what do I do about that? And I had to be there the next day. And so, yeah, I really just got pulled along by the undertow. How common do you think this sort of thing is? I checked with New South Wales Trainlink afterwards and they said it was just a sort of operational error was how they described it and it was really only the two of us who were affected at Harden Station. But she did say from time to time they have to use all manner of transport options Uh, in the event of changes to the timetable or breakdowns or various things. So obviously it happens sometimes. It's pretty unusual, she said, for passengers to be transported for long journeys such as Harden to Melbourne, Mm. but obviously not impossible. I'm really glad that you got to Melbourne okay and also very glad for you that New South Wales Rail Link picked up the bill for your taxi ride and it wasn't you walking out for the bill. But why was a $2,000 plus taxi your only alternative option when the train left earlier than it was meant to? The issue for people in rural and regional Australia is cars are just so important because in order to be transported flexibly, it's very hard to get various transport options to line up in order to deal with contingencies. It's just really hard. So taxi, uh, in this case, seemed to be to New South Wales train link, the only option to get me to Melbourne close to the ticketed time on my train uh, journey. And we've covered a lot of stories uh, that that look into the issue of, you know, what happens if you don't have a car and what happens if you're a pensioner and you've got to get to uh, a medical appointment to a specialist that's not in your town. What if you're someone that's unemployed that's got to check in at your local Centrelink office that might be a couple of towns away? Transport is really tricky in a country as big as Australia and from election to election mostly, politicians discuss all sorts of ways that they're going to make rural and regional travel easier, more flexible, cheaper, faster, but so far there haven't been that many um, projects that have come to fruition. Will we ever see a high-speed rail network in Australia? Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. 
That's 15% off at borough.com slash ACAST. One major project that keeps being discussed by successive governments is this idea of a high-speed rail, particularly all the way up and down the East Coast, where there's a lot of travel all the time. Why do you think that hasn't happened yet? It's a nation-building project. Well, the comedy show Utopia has touched on this in a satirical way. Real projects, real transformational vision for the infrastructure of the 21st century. All right. Yes. I haven't said anything yet. supportive. We announced that we're going to set up an authority. Authority. A federal high-speed rail authority, yes. the FHSR. The FHSR? What do they do? They, they have to look yeah. at uh, acquiring the pieces of land that will secure the rail corridor, yeah. but, but over a long time frame, so it's virtually meaningless. And basically because it's one of those big ideas that is incredibly expensive and ways to justify it are pretty tricky. So I began my career as a journalist in 1984 and ever since I can remember governments have been talking about fast trains, very fast trains, medium trains, bullet trains. Back in the 80s there was a very fast train proposal. A study is about to get underway into the feasibility of a very fast train network linking Melbourne, Canberra, Sydney and Brisbane. In the 90s, there was a speed rail idea. Rail enthusiasts hope to finally see a fast train make tracks. Support is growing for a high-speed rail network along the East Coast. Despite concerns, it just wouldn't be viable given the cost and distance between cities. In 2010s, there was lots of talk about a medium-speed rail. This proposal has been such an ongoing issue that's never quite landed and... That's part of the reason I'm sceptical that it will eventually land, but it is an absolute staple of Australian politics and particularly election promises. Travel at up to 320 kilometres per hour. High-speed rail project from Brisbane to Melbourne. Today we're announcing $2 billion for a faster rail uh, to connect Geelong to Melbourne. And if I'm elected Prime Minister, I want ours to be the first government that actually gets work underway on high-speed rail. My vision is for high-speed rail that runs from Brisbane to Melbourne, creating jobs and connecting communities up and down the east coast of Australia, overcoming the tyranny of distance that's held regions back. We've always looked northwards to other countries, I think, and seen very fast trains or, or probably more efficient Um, rail systems, but they're often in countries that are much smaller and have a much higher population base, i.e. a bigger tax base to pay for things like this. I myself have always fantasised about the Japanese bullet train coming through Harden to get me to a meeting in (laughs) Sydney or Melbourne and allow me to turn around in the day, but um, I don't think I'm going to see it anytime soon. The Labor government most recently has indicated that they are in favour of a high-speed rail network. What have they done so far on that? I think high-speed rail uh, will happen. Uh, It's happening on every continent, every inhabited continent, I should say. It's not happening in Antarctica, but that's the only other continent in the world where it's not happening. It's been Well, they've created the high-speed rail authority that uh, merged some of the previous 
agency, which was called the National Faster Rail Authority. I mean, you can see why comedians love this stuff. The legislation went through the House of Reps and the Senate. It was one of the commitments that we gave. And we want to work with uh, the jurisdictions, New South Wales. Mm. The name change, you know, the the stationary change, um, the card change, all of this has long been a part of various ideas and proposals that have been kicking around since the 80s. And so we'll see what happens with this one. I mean, the federal Labor government's committed $500 million towards planning and corridor works. Uh, but again, after covering politics for nearly three decades, I think I'll believe it when I see it. And there's huge benefits, I imagine, to improving our rail network for all, all sorts of people all around the country, right, Gabby? Oh, there are great benefits to a rail network. I mean, for a start, you'd get more people moving out of big cities into regional and rural areas uh, and, and lessening the strain on infrastructure in the cities. Um, I mean, there are productivity gains to be made and we're always talking in Australia about how productivity has been lagging. Mm. We'd be able to move more flexibly, particularly for people who don't have a car and need to get to not only jobs but also medical appointments and other um, necessary things. And the last thing and one of the most important things in a changing climate is probably the emissions footprint. Mm. I mean, a train is much less in terms of emissions than a car. Some data blogs say a train is worth about 20% of the emissions of a car. So you can see the benefits there. Mm, Especially when we're trying to get to net zero by 2050, right? Absolutely. There's so much demand for this, you know. Why why is it that you're not hopeful that something will eventually happen on this front? Look, I'm I'm quite obsessed by this because obviously Harden has this fantastic train station uh, and it only gets the XBT through it twice a day and one of those times is at about one o'clock in the morning so it's not not very (laughs) user-friendly but when I wrote my first book Rusted Off I actually sought out uh the economics professor, Andrew Lee, who's now an assistant minister, and I said, you know, like there's a train station in Harden, there's a train station in Canberra, but the lines don't match up. When are we going to get a a train so that I can go into Canberra and commute? And he said, mate, I think you'll get a Google car before you get a train line running between Harden and Canberra. So he's essentially saying... Self-drive cars will be around before I get a fast train that can take me even the one-and-a-half-hour journey into Harden. So Mm. I think that sort of tells you about the way technology is changing, but also it, it is a pointer, I think, to, you know, will it overleap the whole high-speed rail idea anyway. You know, will will we transition to something more like the Jetsons cartoon before we actually get a big connected rail system? And I have some sympathy for governments because governments, we do have a very small population base on a very large continent. So, you know, even if a very fast train runs between Sydney and Newcastle, it will obviously service a big 
corridor population there, but it's not going to be stopping near me anytime soon. After that very long cab ride, do you think that you'll you'll brace the trains again? Absolutely. I mean, the thing about the trains is you can kick back and relax and there's something kind of old world about it in a good way. You know, you can go and get lunch and if you have the time, it's, it is a good way to travel. And the staff are uniformly cheerful, I must say. Like they were all joking about the AFL grand final on the way back home. I was there, I have to say, an hour early because I couldn't sleep because I was thinking, oh, oh my God, you know, like if this train leaves early, I'm going to be beside myself. So I was <laughs> an hour early waiting at the platform number one in the regional train station with my coffee going, I am not going to miss this train. I am not going to miss <laughs> this train. That was Gabrielle Chan. She's the Rural and Regional Editor for Guardian Australia. You can read her article about her long trip to Melbourne. It's called The $2,000 Taxi Ride, How a Simple Missed Train Ended Up in an Epic Six-Hour Cab Journey. We'll post a link to that article on the Full Story website. That's it for today. This episode was produced by Karishma Luthria. Sound design, mixing and our theme music were by Joe Koning. The executive producer was Hannah Parks. I'm Jane Lee. Don't forget to subscribe to Full Story wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also leave us a review. Okay, thanks for listening. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.